Joining us right now on the Knock On Sports Show hotline to talk about the Big Sky Eagles as they get ready for the 2021 campaign in high school football and Class AA in Montana is the head coach, Matt Johnson. Coach, it is great to chat with you once again. Hope you are doing well. Yeah, thank you for having me, and it is great to hear from me. It's that time of year again. Yeah, I'm really excited. I kind of wish it was already August, and, you know, hopefully the smoke will be gone by then. I know, unfortunately, you guys have been having to deal with that as well, but uh, I know I'm excited. To, can't wait for the high school football season to get started, and essentially we got a month until uh, camps really open up. Yep, totally. Uh, anytime you get towards the end of July, you you recognize that the smell's in the air and start painting the fields, and um, all the work we've been putting in in the summers kind of come to uh, full swing here. Coach, let's start with this because obviously we're still coming out of COVID-19 and uh, last year was very, very um, surreal, weird, so many ways to describe it. So in, in five to ten years' time, how would you describe it to somebody if they asked you what it was like to coach in 2020? You know, yeah, it's a great question. It, it, I'll tell you what, going from the very beginning when we didn't even know if we were going to be able to play or not play, so you go through a lot of different emotions. You're trying to figure out, all right, if we can play, we spent, you know, endless hours coming up with plans. It's how we're going to do things. It's how we're going to organize it. Um, fortunately, we were able to convince enough people we're going to be okay. We're going to be able to do this. We're not going to be a major spreader in it. Um, but ultimately, that it adds so many more things to your plate on top of what you already do, right? So. To, just to get, I'll tell you what, getting that first game in was, was a big relief knowing, all right, we were able to get a game in. Okay, we'll go from there. Um, it, it was interesting as time went on. Mm-hmm. Felt a little more normal. Um, but there was always this constant, right? If somebody quarantined, um, you know, wearing masks, like having people say, oh, you got to put your mask on in the game. Like you just, you forget, right? And, I felt like we did a good job um, handling it. It's it would be hard to describe to really anybody um, mm-hmm. in in full because really play, like practices and games weren't really that much different. The the ideology of how we got to those and what happened um, every day in between before practice and all that. It, it was just constant, right? Like every day you got a new update or rules changed on you and trying to operate in those things. Um, one thing I would say, I think in general, though, most most teams, especially when I talk about football, that that's what you do as a coach. Um, you have to deal with any kind of adversity and move on. That's what we try and teach our players. So I feel like we were well-equipped to handle a lot of these situations, and, and especially the COVID, um, once we got going. I, I feel like the biggest thing for us, I think our parents, you know, everybody felt it, right? Everybody felt the the onslaught of COVID and the restrictions and whatever else we had. And I think the parents at times got really frustrated. And, like, I kept telling them, hey, we just need to be really appreciative that we are able to play right now. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't take this for granted. At any point in time, it could be over. So enjoy it. And I think sometimes their frustration would come out, and you know that had added another whole um, scope to what we were doing. 
Coach, now looking at this summer, as you guys have been able to get back to, I would at least feel like more normal off-season training, things that you would usually do that you were doing leading up to the 2019 season. Has it felt like that? Has it felt a little bit more normal of an off-season now? Yeah, for sure. Um, first of all, just being in the weight room, for one. Last year we couldn't be in the weight room all summer, so that that part was huge. But you know what's really amazing? Um, every summer we do once a week seven-on-seven seven with crosstown teams, and sometimes teams from um, other cities come over. And we had to retrain. Our, our guys had no idea what those looked like because the last kit group that did it, they were sophomores when we did it. And the freshmen didn't really know anything anyway. And so we had to retrain all our guys, like, what it was like to do a seven-on-seven seven and and uh, do some of our summer things because it's been two years, really, you know, since they actually did it. So um, it's been really good. felt a little more normal, but it's amazing. And then the one thing we're seeing, it's amazing how far behind our freshmen are and some of our sophomores. And we think a lot of it's just from the COVID. Do you feel like that would be something – do you feel like that's something that's all football programs in Montana or all high school football programs? Yeah, for sure, because uh, Helena came over and did it, same thing, and talking with Coach Oliver, um, he was saying the same things, like, God, I'm having to reteach these guys this basic stuff. and um, So we've had that conversation. It feels like it's pretty much across the board. Then, Coach, uh, some more positive news as well. We had the East-West Shrine game. That came back this summer, which I was really happy. I love that game. But one of your guys, Coulter Janicaro, uh, came away as MVP, helped the West get a win for the first time in three seasons, ending the East's win streak. Um, what did what did you think about that, and how did you feel about that, seeing uh, Coulter uh, getting MVP and leading leading West and helping them get a win? You know, it, it's, it's pretty satisfying. Um, to see that overall because, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have uh, both the Janet Carroll brothers play for us, and they're both gems. Uh, you find kids like that and uh, both on and off the field, great kids, great family, and type of kid that are going to work, work their butt off and they're going to lead by example. And um, I always tell our kids before they go to any, you know, any all-star game, shrine game, whatever, that, hey, guys, make sure you represent. Remember, you're an ambassador for our school. And, and meaning that in the sense, you know, make sure you're doing things right off the field. And when you're on there, man, you gotta, you come bring it. And he did a heck of a job. And, um, it was pretty cool that everybody else got to see, you know, we struggled last year as a team, a couple different areas. And he was able to get on a team like that and really shine. And, um, you know, says a lot about the kid and, and hopefully about the things that we do here at our school. Coach, let's talk about summer camps. I know you guys have had a chance to send some of your guys as well. Um, the last week was the Mighty Morning Wig quarterback camp. You had guys there. You were there as well. Uh, so what was that like, uh, you know, seeing Mighty Morning Wig, seeing Jeff Garcia working with some of your quarterbacks, working with a lot of quarterbacks there in Missoula? Uh, what was that like, and what did the guys say to you afterwards? You know, our senior quarterback was really appreciative and, and you know, they throw a ton of balls. So he was like, Oh man, my, my arm's going to feel it, you know, and, um, and for him, what was funny is all our kids lifted before the camp. We did our same morning thing and we, it's our big run day. So he did a, a ton of conditioning all before the camp. So he was feeling it, especially later in the afternoon, but 
really appreciative. Um, it's such a cool camp to be a part of, and Coach Morningwood does such a good job with kids. And and then to have a guest like uh, Jeff Garcia come in, um, man, he has he is. I love the way he was with the kids out there. He wasn't letting them off anything. He uh, challenged them. He's super energetic. Um, brought it with all the drills they were doing. So. I think I think our kids go into it not knowing what to expect. They go through this, and it's a whirlwind, and it takes them a little bit to digest what, holy cow, what just happened. Um, but overall, it's an amazing experience for those guys. Speaking of off-season work, Coach, this is something that I always find interesting because there's always a guy that just loves the gym, and there's always a guy that coaches have to kick out at the end of the night or into the morning. Uh, so who's one of those guys for you? Who's Who's a grinder? Who's just a gym rat for you? You know, kind of got a few of them, um, especially this year. I challenged our seniors that, you know what, if you guys want to make a difference, if you if you want to have something you've never had before, you got to be willing to do something more. And it, it needs to start with you guys. And from that, they've responded really well. Um, I've had two guys that I think they've only missed one day all summer, uh, our quarterback, Caleb Wren, and um, – one of our other senior players, he'll play some like H back and linebacker for us, Isaac Witter. And those guys have missed one day all summer. Um, they've really been getting after it. A couple of other guys that have been really solid for us, uh, Chase Meyer. He's, he's a lineman. He's, he's going to be somebody, a force for people to deal with. Really is growing up. Um, and they do a good job not only being here and grinding it out, but getting everybody else to get here getting on the phone, hey, where were you? You missed today. Um, so I've really appreciated that. Those, those three guys have really led the way. Another guy that's been here ding here every day all summer was Lewis Sanders. Um, he's done a phenomenal job, you know, both in the weight room and doing our running. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I know that's going to pay off for him as the season goes. Right now, we're with the head coach of the Big Sky Eagles, Matt Johnson, as we get ready for the 2021 high school football season. Uh, coach, uh, you talked about uh, Lewis Sanders. We're going to talk about him in a second here. But one of the guys you got coming back as well, your linebacker, uh, Colby Jensen, All-State player from a year ago. Uh, what have you thought about his summer so far? You know, it's been it's been pretty good. Um, I think he's the type of kid that can come on. You know, last year he, I'd say he was probably our best defensive player all around. And so I'm looking for him to build on that for sure. Um, he's had a pretty solid summer. I'm hoping he can help us on the offense side of the ball, carrying the ball for us uh, this fall. And I, I think he'll be somebody that will open people's eyes. Another guy you just talked about, Coach, is Lewis Sanders. Uh, he did a lot of things for your team last year, team leader in interceptions, receiving yards. How does he look this summer, and how motivated is he? You know, really motivated. I think a big one, he had a successful track season, and I feel like he's building off of that. Um, And, you know, he's probably put 10-plus pounds on of muscle and totally has changed the shape of his body. And some of that's just maturity, right? As guys get older, Mm -hmm. the bodies are able to mature better. And and even his speed factor, he even said it um, today. He goes, man, we had a run today. He goes, I've never felt so fast. And... I see that and that confidence that it's bringing to the field as well. Uh, so really excited to see what he can unleash this fall. And, and his counterpart too is Trey Reed. Um, both of them play receiver and safety and, 
both those guys have, have physically matured and mentally matured, and, and I think those two are going to do some big things for us. Coach, I was going to say, Trey Reed, an exciting football player for you guys last year, uh, a guy that was a team leading receiving touchdowns, brings a lot to your defense. As you just mentioned, those two guys are really great athletes uh, for you. And so uh, with those two guys, how creative does that allow you to get with, with the athleticism those two bring to the table? Yeah, a ton. Uh, in fact, we were just talking about it today. Uh, Scheme-wise, both sides of the ball, we're able to go so much more and quicker because they've they've been doing it for two years already. Um, you know, they've been involved somewhere in our varsity games for the last two years. So they've had a lot of experience, uh, both sides of the ball, and that allows us to, to be creative and um, try to use use their talents the best way we can and, and in a lot of different ways, you know. Coach, you talked about it just a few minutes ago, and I want to circle back to it real quick, is the fact that you talked about building off of track and field season. How often do you see that from kids? Because we think about, okay, at the end of the football season, a kid finishes up well, it's still a long time between the next football season, but if they have a great season, maybe they build off that. Is it is it better if they have a, also a good track and field season or just a successful track and field season to build off that because it's so much closer? It's only three months away from the start of football season then. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll, I'll give you a couple of really good examples. So a lot of times I get kids, and I know and they know they're never going to win any meet or maybe even place at state, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and in today's world, that's hard for kids because they, it's instant gratification, right? Like swipe mm-hmm. right, I got, I got it, man. It's right here in front of me. So one thing that I think is huge, um, and I'll even use my quarterback for an example. He knew he didn't even really want to come out. I pushed him into it, and he ended up saying, hey, man, this was awesome. I, I really loved it. And he was a guy you'd never know, um, never ran really varsity on anything, but he ran 100, 200, and 4 by one every meet. And he got faster, and he learned how to run, and he gained some confidence with it. Um, so from a guy like that, that's huge, right? And it takes him into the summer with that confidence, and he feels his athletic ability is that much better. Um, from other guys, you know, that that maybe do end up going on and placing at state or compete in it, it's the same thing. They're able to take and say, hey, man, I compete against that guy on the football field, and I'm right here with him. Um, so I see it from multiple dimensions where we build on it. One I always say, too, for our young guys, um, it started a long time ago. We had a guy named Nico Graham. And as a sophomore, I watched him take like fourth, third or fourth in the triple jump with a really good, strong triple jump field. And it wasn't more, it wasn't so much that he placed at state. It was the manner in which he was competing in that, that I said, that kid's going to start for us next year and he's going to be dang good. And he did. He went on to be a first team all state and played at the Grizz a couple of years. And, um, I use that all the time and I try and tell kids that all the time. It's, it's about competing. It's hard to get that live competition like that um, just from an open gym, you know what I mean, or an open mm-hmm. field. So we we use that. We're able to build on it, and it adds right into our whole cycle of sports and football for us. Right now we're with the head coach of the Big Sky Eagles, Matt Johnson, as they get ready for the 2021 season. Coach Johnson giving us a preview here on the Knockdown Sports Show podcast. Uh, Coach, uh, let's talk about uh, your offensive and defensive lines. How You talked about Chase Meyer a few minutes ago. How How's the rest of that competition shaping up on the offense and defensive lines? Yeah, that, you know, that's that's kind of been a point where we've struggled the last couple of years, and not in 
quality of like our kids have worked their butt off, right? But mm-hmm. we've just we've been pretty small as a whole group. Um so it's been a struggle to establish solid run games at times and you know, you're going against every team's got a couple dudes. And so at times we really struggled with that. Seems like so we got two returning starters and I got a couple of young kids, a couple of sophomores that uh, potentially could get in that mix and give us a good look. Um, but otherwise, I got a few seniors that are really coming on. Actually, I got three returning starters coming back. And Chase Myers kind of leading the way. He um, he did a good job shaping his body, maturing. And this summer, a few of the things we've done, he is, he is a beast on both sides of the ball. And so really looking for, for big things. Like I told him, you got to get yourself in, in good enough shape that you can play both sides of the ball consistently because we need you out there. Coach, let me get your thoughts on the quarterback room as well because like you talked about earlier with the morning boot camp, you had three guys there. I know you've got different age groups with quarterbacks, but what's that quarterback room like with those three guys? Uh, sorry, say that say that again with um, – Yeah, no, no worries, Coach. What's what's the quarterback room like uh, for for your team? Oh, yeah. So – you know, it, it's pretty good. So we have Caleb that's a senior, um, and then we've got a couple sophomore kids that throw the ball pretty well. And um, one of our other kids there was a freshman who I think will be really good down the road. He's still got a little bit of development going. Um, but it, but it's nice when you can have a spread like that. Our senior quarterback's a good leader. He's He encourages those guys, you know, helps them out with little things. Um, and our young guys are eager to learn and they're hungry for it and they're, they're starting to grab on. So we feel like we got a little momentum there and maybe a few things to build off. Coach, now taking a look at the Western AA, very tough conference. It was tough last year. It only gets tougher, it seems like, every single year, uh, along with the rest of the AA. But overall, what are your thoughts on, on the conference and in the West? Yeah, you know, it, but I, I really I really believe this. Um double A coaches are really good. I think all the kids are well coached. I think every program is pretty dialed in and um it's great to see, you know, and it's it's super competitive and that that's what you want as a whole league and um I really you know, there's there's gonna be some strong teams. I really think Glacier is gonna be a tough team this year in our conference. Um Helen High, they they definitely I think that I think he's the best quarterback last year. Um, I know he got banged up at one point, but I think he was the best quarterback last year, and he's he'll be a senior this year. So I think those guys are going to be tough. Capital always has, you know, they've had a solid program for a long time, and um, so it's it's kind of. And now that we're in conferences, it's kind of mm-hmm. nice that we get to see all those teams now too. Um, so you know, really excited about it. Uh, I think it. And it's funny how it goes too. There, us being the smallest double A, definitely match up better with different teams in different ways. And um, so I think I think with a couple of those teams, we can match up all right now. You know, so mm-hmm. I think I think uh, it'll be kind of be a battle like it always is. Coach, uh, there's been a lot of talk in Missoula in terms of change, change to enrollments and how that works in that process. So let me ask you, have have you felt that change yet in Missoula? You know, not really. Um, it's 
it's hit or miss. And one thing we always talk about, one thing with high school sports, you go with the ebbs and flows. Uh, it's pretty rare that you end up with all the, all the dudes all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And, and really that's how it should be. And that's the beauty of high school. One thing I appreciate with it is you take the kids that you got and you see what you can do with them and make the most out of them. And, and to me, I think that's what being a, a good coach is. You can step up when, when you don't have the Jimmies and the Joes and you make the most out of it. Um, with that being said, it's, it's frustrating when you, we don't really have much of a tie with the, you know, at our school, our feeder schools are out of our district. They're not in the same district. So we don't have a huge tie with them. And yet they, they're able to bounce to whatever school. And what I always say that's frustrating about that is they're not making the decision on anything else besides like what they see in front of them. So they don't know whether a team's better or better coach or they don't, they're not going to a school because their math program's better. Um, they're based on where their friends go or who has maybe more fluff, like things that they see that would be, uh, think that they're exciting or I get more t-shirts or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I just don't think that's a, a spectrum that we should set a, uh, uh, precedent for, for our kids that, that, ooh, if I go to this place, I get this. It should be that, man, I can't wait to go represent my school and make the most out of it what I can. Um, you know, you get kids, for the most part, they're trying to trim down on the transferring between schools. And it seems like that has come around a little bit, not as much, and it's harder to do it, which it should be. Because um, one thing we had a conversation with a young man about, you're, you know, they wanted to go to another school because they were more successful at that time and not even for football. And we said, you just want to jump on the coattails of what they've done. Why don't you build something on what you've done? And we're trying to get that message out. Uh, hopefully, you know, last year we had, we had a big freshman class, about 40 kids. We worked pretty hard to get all those kids out. Um, we're hoping with our incoming freshmen, if we can do that again, we can start building our numbers back up. Because uh, the past few years, we've definitely been pretty slim on, on numbers. It's interesting, Coach, because Tuesday night the Milwaukee Bucks win a world championship. Be honest, talks about doing it the right way, building something there. So does, does that help in a way, you think, with kids, maybe even that example, reaffirm kind of that message, you know, not so much going to someplace else but building something? Yes, for sure, 100%. And it's refreshing to see that because for so long we've seen that in pro sports, right? People trying to jump or build the big three in basketball or whatever it is. So it's it's refreshing to see, like, I'm going to be here, and we're going to build around it, and let's see what we can do for our program. And how much bigger is that to be on the first Bucks team to win a championship, you know, um, mm-hmm. whatever, in a long time or ever. Have they ever won one? Might be the first time in 50 years. Yeah, first time in 50 years. And isn't there more value in – credit in that as you go and so hopefully we can that's something we could use too you're, you're spot on with that 
we got a few more minutes here with Coach Matt Johnson as we are getting ready for the high school football season in 2021. Coach, you you have coached some great quarterbacks. Obviously, you've had a, a couple of great years with guys like Levi and Colter Janicaro, uh, many others as well. So let me get your thoughts overall. As uh, You talked about King Hewitt. Obviously, um, there's the Reed Harris kid at, at Great Falls, Clanch over at West as well. There's other great quarterbacks in AA. What have you thought about the level of quarterback play over the last couple of years? And are you seeing that getting better and better, just more – more better quarterbacks. I know more better is a really bad way to say that, but are you seeing better quarterbacks and more of them, I should say? Yeah, well, you know, you, totally. I think I think there's a recognition, and and is it, it's a bigger process than that. I think part of what happens is all the AA coaches have been around for a while, um, even if they weren't a head coach. They go to clinics all the time. They go – we talk to the Cats and the Grizz and all the other NAI schools in, in Montana. Um, we learn a little more. You meet with kids like you become more efficient as a coach and understanding is greater. And and you're able to build that with your younger kids. So as they come up and they have the ability, you're able to hone in on it a little more. Um, so definitely what you're saying, I mean, even even with kids that aren't big-name kids that I mm-hmm. see at other schools, I, I, their level of play at times, it's like, man, that that's good quarterback play. Um and there is, and I think there was a span too, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, a kid like Caden Hewitt maybe doesn't even end up playing quarterback because he's a big kid and they put him in a different spot. And so I think it's been, and we kind of broke the mold with that a little bit. Hey, we're going to take our best athlete, who's probably more of a running back than a quarterback, and we're going to play him a quarterback. And I think as people see, you know, really recognize that, you're, holy cow, take that kid's strengths and, you know, run with it. And so I think you're seeing more of that come around, too. Coach, you guys get ready to get back into playing some Eastern Conference teams. Uh, you'll see Gallatin. You'll see the Raptors, brand-new school. Uh, they've got all their guys coming back from a year ago because all their seniors – they didn't have any seniors. Uh, so let me get your thoughts on that uh, first-week matchup. What do you think about that matchup against the Raptors? You know, it's going to be interesting. Last year, I can't, I, I can't say – a lot of times the way it works out, the team you're going to play um, plays – you get to see other teams on film, even if you're not scouting them and playing them. I don't know that we ever saw Gallatin on film last year, that we ever played anybody um, that had played them. So we haven't seen a lot. They're definitely a new young team. They're definitely going to be hungry. Uh, I know their head coach, uh, he's, he's doing a good job over there. Um, know a little bit about them. I, I, it'll be – they're going to be tough, and I think they're going to be a team to reckon with, um, you know, moving forward. So we're not taking it lightly in any way and in, in looking at it from that perspective. Um, I'm, it's the first – I will say this. It's the first time in a long time we don't start off with Billings West and Bozeman, who are two of the biggest – at the time were the biggest schools, right? Mm-hmm. So we actually get – see a couple different teams. So we'll see the Raptors, and then Skyview will come to us. Um, so we're excited for that. Get a couple new different teams that we haven't played for a little while and, um, you know, excited to start off and see where we're at compared to the East teams. 
He is my feature guest. He is the head coach of the Big Sky Eagles as his team and they and him get ready for the campaign here in 2021. Get ready for Class AA football. Camps open up in the middle of August and in the last week of August. We'll have our first games right around August 27th. He is head coach Matt Johnson. Coach, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate all the insight to your program. Look forward to many more conversations as we get closer to the season. Have a great rest of your day. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah, thank you very much. Always appreciate talking to you, Anthony.